You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Morning, good morning, good morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice. U.S. Senate candidate Ruben Gallego hump day. Who knew we are going to make it to hump day already? Oof! Feels like three days later. You're on Wake Up Tucson. Good morning to Matthew, Jay, Neely, Good Esquire. morning, Mr. DeSimone. How are you doing, my friend? I'm uh, I'm doing well. Absolutely well as can be. It's, it's hump day. We're, we're, we're cresting the hump. The State of the <laughs> Union is strong. <laughs> President Biden says he's going he's gonna to finish what we started, which I guess means ban at the wounded. Now, like anybody else that's still making it in this economy, he's going to go get them. So um, anyway... Um, there's some there's there's and Juan Siscomani knocked the ball out of the park. I watched I watched his uh resp- the Republican Repuesta. Nice. Repuesta Republican um on Univision last night and uh Juan Siscomani knocked it out of the park. So congratulations to Juan and thank you for representing our state so well. He'll be uh, on the show in uh, 30 minutes talking about the response. Wonderful. So going to be a, a good busy show between Juan at the bottom of the hour. Top of the hour, uh, I have that guy, Mr. Mike Vellante. How you doing? He was on last week for the America First Policy, or as Matt calls it, AFP, and Institute. Uh, and I remember we were talking. We only had like a segment together, but I said, hey, give me a breakdown of the 2022 election in Arizona because that's, that's what his focus is. And he said, I, can, I said, can we do that again? And he said, sure. So this is it. He's going to give us a breakdown of what he says is his evaluation of what went down in the 2022 election. Then an hour after that, we'll have Victoria Coates from the um, Heritage Foundation talking about Ukraine from how why we how we got in there in the first place, why we're in there, and what we're doing there now, and how much money's gone into there. So it's going to be an overall overarching discussion about. Um, about Ukraine. And then at 7.37, Matt's going to play a couple of clips from the Pima County board meeting yesterday. That was quite a hoot and a holler. When I got in, as you said, we, we played the 10-year anniversary of uh, me and Sturtz talking to Trump at, six, at 8.45. Thank you, Matt, for making that happen. So I could sneak over to the Board of Soups meeting in a mildly timely manner. So when I walked in, Steve Christie was doing his point of personal privilege and talking about the assault on free speech on the citizens that come to the call of the audience. Did a great job. We're going to play that at 7.37. And then uh, there were lots of familiar voices talking uh, during that meeting. Looked and like an episode of Wake Up Tucson. <laughs> it had a little bit of that feel. Uh, then Chris, uh, your humble host, had uh, three minutes of being old big mouth up there where I do reference a New York Yankee executive in my, uh, in my speech. And then what was really fascinating is when I got there, uh, no uh, Doogie Hines up on the, on the platform, up on the dais. No Doogie. So then I went back uh, later in the afternoon, and I got to go back on the meeting and watch the, um, uh, the roll call. 
So when the town, the county clerk's calling out everybody's names and says Doogie's name, silence. So Doogie gets marked absent at that point. So then after a call to the audience where everyone went hard, especially at Ms. Grijalva, for her trying to squash free speech at the podium, but also at the same time trying to trying to squelch the ability of her fellow supervisors to put stuff on the agenda without um, having two bureaucrats approve it, which is her county attorney, Mr. Brown, who is her former attorney at TUSD, he, he looked kind of like unprepared and weird yesterday. He was a train wreck. He also was pretty funny when he was, ref- he was a- answering questions by Rex Scott. He would kept on saying Chairman Scott instead of saying Supervisor Scott. He, he did that about three times. It's like, and, and you know Adelita's leash on his throat's pretty tight. So he's going to get a good kick in the rear after the meeting yesterday. So then... Uh, after so after the call to the audience, which I was pleasantly surprised that Grijalva didn't choke that in relation to, and we're only going to have seventeen minutes of call to the audience or something like that, right? She let it go. Everyone had their say. There was some great everyone. There were some great people did some good dis- discussions about you know we're talking about constitutional rights of free speech, right? To petition government, and there was some really really good stuff. Um, then um, we find out that during the call to the audience, now remember, go back four minutes in, back in this broadcast where Chris said that Matt Hines was marked absent. He was not there to say present, or as we say in Key and Peel, present. Okay? Now, we find out Matt Hines during the call to the audience and the part of the meeting where he was not there for a roll call on attendance was sitting in the little room behind the dais supposedly eating bagels and just sitting there not wanting to be out there for a call to the audience he was sitting in the back no mask on and then magically he shows up after executive session in the meeting Amazing. You you think the other somebody would have thought about that by now? I I don't want to face the taxpayers. Correct. Just duck out. So he ducked out and disrespected the citizens of Pima County. What if what if all five of them did that and the and the uh, taxpayer spoke to an empty dais? Some people would say uh, that might be better. Now we just wish it was empty the rest of the meeting, right? But he's just back there like. John Goodman in uh, Big Lebowski. I'm, if you I'm want just to drinking my coffee. Uh, someone sent me the picture. The picture isn't on my Facebook page. You can see Matt sitting in the back eating his bagel, chilling out, not wanting to hear the tax, the dirty citizens of Pima County. Uh, so then they get to this item of Adelita trying to uh, squelch the other uh, uh, supervisor's ability to put agenda items on. And Adelita starts talking after she announces the agenda item, which is she's supposed to do as the chair. And then she starts talking about it, and Sharon Bronson goes, well, hold on, hold on. You got to move it for discussion. You got to get a second for discussion. And then she's like, goes to her attorney, Mr. Brown, who's like, no, she can do clarification. So then she did her clarification. And then Rex wanted to talk and ask questions. And Sharon's like, no, you're out of order. You still haven't 
It got it got testy between Sharon and Grijalva, right? And she's like, no, you have you have to move it for discussion. So uh, Rex um, Rex was asking questions of the attorney who again kept on calling him Chair Scott, which I thought you could see Adelita was not happy about that. Um, then. Um, he was asking questions like, "Well, aren't you?" And they were they were they were fine questions by Rex. Um, I'll I'll criticize him when I need to, but he said, "Aren't you guys already making sure that things we're putting on the agenda jibe with state statutes?" Yes. Yeah, we do that. And so Adelita was like, "Oh, we're just you gotta love this." She said she was doing that because she just wants. This is coming from a Grijalva transparency and clarification. Because she's like, oh, I don't want. We want all the, everything ready to go. So when we uh, we have a discussion about it, we don't say, well, there's not enough backup material. We have to continue this item because that rarely happens at a board of soups meeting. Yeah, thank you. Oh, so she was all about transparency, right? And it was it was a total joke, right? And in the end, remember this came up because she hates the Tucson Crime Free Coalition. That's the only reason this came up because Steve would put it on there or even Jan would put something on there, right? And she wanted the ability to make sure that whatever they're talking, like somehow there's all this backup material because I'm sure she hated being forced to vote yes on how do we, when, when she, when there was that, that unanimous vote about the Tucson crime free coalition and these various things and she went with, went with it because she didn't want to look like a total jerk. It was amazing this is this is why she wants she wants that if there's not enough material coming from Steve Dan, Jan or or Sharon about something like for the Tucson crime free she can block it. So we're going to take your phone calls. We got Stephanie's on the line. We got to get Stephanie in. We'll do it after break. But in the end, Adelita tried to crush the citizen at the call to the audience, and then crush the ability of Steve, possibly Sharon, and staff to put stuff up that on things she doesn't want to talk about. And Rex Scott voted with Steve put a substitute motion to reject the change. And at, uh, so Sharon Bronson, Steve Christie, and Rex Scott voted to yes to reject the change. And Adelita and her little toady, Matt Hines, voted no on that. So anyway... So Rex Scott did the right thing, whether it's just for re-election purposes. Because if he if he didn't do this, he would get crushed on a re-election so, run. Adelita and Hines voted no. for the change in process, and and the other three voted against. So Steve did a substitute motion. Yeah. Sorry, right? missed that part. That's okay. You're gotcha. doing your job uh, to reject the change. And what happened was Rex, Sharon, and Steve voted to reject the change, and then it was dead. So let's go to break. Stephanie, hold on. Wake up Tucson, 1030 of the voice, local news and talk. So German artist Nana tried to tell us about the danger of these balloons. Now there's only 98. <laughs> there's more. There's there's they're out there, baby. They're out there. It's Opera Day. It's Vince Neil for Motley Crue's birthday. Drummer from Canned Heat. We're doing it all today. Wake up Tucson. 622 in the morning. It's National Opera Day. So the uh, beautiful little duet from uh, the marriage of Figaro that was played in Shawshank Redemption. Remember when he locked himself in the uh, 
warden's office and plays the music and gives everyone that little reprieve of civility. That's what it's from one of the movie things. Top 10 Sally Field movies are coming up on Friday with Mark, uh, including the Rocco Super Bowl special Food Friday. So that'll be very, very fun. Let's go to Stephanie, my quiet little peaceful girl. See if Stephanie, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am doing very well. I wanted to call in and just say hats off to you, Chris. It is the first time that I've heard you speak at the board. I know you've done it in the past, and you were phenomenal. I mean, go figure. You're a radio host, and you hit so many points. I was giddy in my chair, so well, thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes, I, I, I because I have a radio show, I don't go out. I'll go to meetings and watch you guys do your thing. But, you know, old Big Mouth's at three hours a day. Also, I don't want to take up from other people, but I felt very strongly about the squilching of the free speech at the podium <clears throat> and then also the the agenda item. So it all it all, it all came out. Like like Ralphie, when he started beating up Scott Farkas in the Christmas story, it finally came out of me uh, yesterday. So I'm, I'm glad I was there because you guys have been, you guys have been uh, holding their toes to the fire for a while. Well, thank you for showing up. And I had so many people... You know, they were like, oh, my goodness, that guy is so amazing. <laughs> so uh, thank you for showing up. And um, I wondered if you had a chance to listen. Well, well you, you did spill the beans about, you know, Matt in the back with the bagel. So um, I appreciate you doing that. And that's pretty disgusting. I hope that the public decides to email and call because he's representing um, the community and he doesn't really care what anybody has to say. In fact, he sits in the back eating bagels while we travel and come in and he gets paid. And um, I find it repulsive and I hope that the public finds it repulsive too. I think we should all, I think, I think we should all come to the next meeting and use, I'm going to maybe I'm just going to go use my three minutes and I'm actually going to sit at the podium and butter a bagel and eat it and chew it on the microphone. I think that's what I'm going to do. I think we should all bring bagels in. Yeah, and maybe if anybody's got a bagel outfit, that would be hilarious. You know, just come in as a bagel. You know that there's going to be, there is a couple that love to dress up and do that. So, um, I think I, but hey, did you hear their um, idea behind um, the homelessness um, with the behaviors not changing, go figure. They have now zone restrictions. In my opinion, and maybe I'm wrong, Crystal, let me know. Um, they are picking up the homeless if, you know, they're doing something wrong, you know, basically um, putting their feces on somebody's front step. They will now arrest them, but arrest them again. One more additional arrest is if they are not, if they disobey their zone restrictions. I don't know. It made me feel a little tense hearing it. So they will arrest them and tell them they are no longer allowed to be in this area. Now, that's good for businesses like Tucson Crime and Coalition. I understand the fight that they have behind them. But now there's just going to be one more reason for them to get picked up and go through the system and kind of clog um, the system, and, and and then I don't know the answer. I really don't know the answer, but they're going to be picked up more and, yeah, be off the, the streets, but what happens when we're booking and dealing with, you know, an obscene amount of police officers when we need to have them at a shooting, which seems to happen, or, I don't know, stealing kids, which seems to be a thing here in our area. To me, I, I don't know what the answer is, but... So holistically, I, there, there has to be a way of breaking the pattern, right? And part of the discussion also has to do with the judges, right? So uh, Lisa from Gospel Rescues talked about, like, one of the best things that judge can do is order someone to go for treatment. 
right? Yeah. But if we're not getting to that point where we just have these people, you have these pretrial judges just kicking them out back on the streets, there's a whole, this is, this, that's a, that whole problem's a tapestry of stuff. I like breaking the pattern. The city doesn't help with free bus rides, though, either. Oh, right? absolutely not. Right, because they can go I'm right back seeing, to their hovel within 10 minutes yeah. for free. I'm seeing some of our regulars, you know, at the four-way and, um, Colvin uh, Tinker Verde area, yep. and they look really nice now. Like you could tell that they've went through the system a couple times. They have some brand new clothes on. Um, they've freshly shaven, um, and right back up at the corner. And I know this because I, I, you know, you get to know the homeless people in your area. And he looked rather nice yesterday when I saw him. You well, know, so but that's I mean, so again this whole thing that the Crime Free Coalition wants to do of breaking the the the. the the pattern going to the, the transition center where they're either going to be adjudicated for doing wrongdoing or they're going to get help with some hopefully quality nonprofit. That's, right. that's the answer for right now. That's the best you can do. I, I just, before I let you go, uh, Amazon, yeah. you can get an adult bagel costume with cream cheese for 39 bucks. Okay. And then if you want one that has locks on it, it's 49. Sounds good. I will be letting Keith know. Please. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't make eye contact. They cut my mic, so I have to be careful. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Thank well, thanks you. for being out there. Have a good day. You too. Bye, Steph. Uh, let's get Chris Windows XP in real quick. He's got about a minute and a half before I have Juan Siscomani on. What's up, bud? Good morning. Wow, the, the decorum of these meetings. It's like Harper Valley PTA on steroids, Chris. Which, are you talking about the Board of control. Soups, or are you talking about the State of the Union? Uh, the Alita. <laughs> the Alita and Bronson. And what, Matt? And the guys eating bagels? Were they bagel bites? The uh, little bagel bites? I, I don't know, but uh, I don't, you just came up with a great name for her, Adelitist. That's going to be her new uh, her new nickname. You just got yeah, me there. Yeah, Freudian Slip. It worked. Slip. Anyway, I just want to segue into Biden and last night. Yes, sir. Bro, when you're president of the United States and you're doing the State of the Union, you do not mention McDonald's. Well, I'm just, I'm just low advice. I mean, that was a. Tr- I mean, that was the absolute dumpster fire we thought it was going to be. It's amazing. I woke up to just they were already pounding them with the fifteen lies, and they got they have data to back it up. I mean. It's bad. And then also I wanted to comment that as soon as we clear up all this white supremacy on the border, it's going to get better. They're saying that, too. They tweeted that out, the actual guys on the committee. No, no, no. no. Unless you work for for the Biden administration or the DNC, right? All you were doing yesterday was looking to find a Republican that had a bad response and talk about that, which is Marjorie Taylor Greene. But he deserved getting yelled at. I mean, he was just sitting there lying to your face, like over-the-top lying to your face. So. So I dubbed the speech, no pain and no gain. There's lots of pain, buddy. All right, I got to go. Juan Siscomani is coming up next. He did the response yesterday. Wake up. We're getting some good comments on our uh, operas uh, today, Matt. So even if we didn't, we'd still play it. So National Opera Day. Little Sarah Brightman. Do I need to play uh, Sandler's Opera Man or what what do I need to do? Oh, that's not bad. That's kind of fun. Sarah Brightman, uh, I want to kind of say it like Hartman playing uh, Frank Sinatra. Heck of a set of pipes on that girl. Uh, 790-2040 is the phone number. Wake up Tucson comments at gmail.com. We got Mike Vellante coming up top of the hour to do a 2022 election integ- uh, election 
breakdown on the on the election of a few months ago. But let's go to the phones. Friend of the show, U.S. Congressman Juan Siscomani. What's up, sir? Good morning. Buenos dias, amigo. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Just fine. So there you were yesterday uh, listening to a, a, a man talk in front of a podium uh, at the State of the Union. Uh, so let's talk, before we get to your response, let's talk about the vibe of the room, what you heard from the president, and how the whole thing went down. Well, th- yeah, thanks for having me on. Always always good to chat with you. This this was my first State of the Union, obviously, being here as a member. I've listened to the State of the Union speeches uh, throughout the years, and it was uh, the vibe was new to me, given that I was on the floor. And we were we were ready to hear solutions, Chris, honestly. I mean, we were hoping to hear more, uh, at least an acknowledgement of where we are in, in, in the on the border, where we are on the economy, where we are on the fentanyl crisis, where we are on, on so many points here that that we needed to to listen more about. And uh, frankly, we not enough uh, from of the things that we wanted to that we needed to hear about and uh, a some some bad ideas out there being proposed. So then then we gave the response in Spanish, and that's uh, you know that was last night, and and then that I kind of laid out my my thoughts of that. So, you know, I don't want to. The president had a lot of amazing, and by amazing I mean weird and maybe not so truthful things come out of his mouth. But it looked like your uh, your response was really talking about. Um, everyone's trying to pursue the American dream and how what's been going down the last two years isn't really helping that. Is that a, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that, yeah. And that, that's been, I mean, anybody that's ever heard me talk, I, I mentioned this in, in one way or another. And I, I really do believe that the government doesn't create American dreams. I mean, that that's you and I do that. People do that. The listeners do that. What the government can do is create an environment where people can pursue their, their dreams of, jobs of uh, a company of whatever it is that they want to go do and this is where the government comes in and that's why what the president was proposing in so many areas is just not leading into that and that that was the message it's it's you know what what he wants to do and what he has been doing is impacting people's lives it's destroying families in a lot of ways especially around the fentanyl crisis one but one of the points that you just mentioned that i think it's important to actually lead with today was his statement on Social Security and Medicare. This is something that has been a lot of misinformation out there of where Republicans stand. We've been very clear. I've been very clear where I stand on this. And let me, again, be 100% clear that under no circumstances will we cut Social Security or Medicare. What we need to do is actually secure it, secure these programs, and not only that, but strengthen them as well. And that's, that's where we are. They're off the table on these debt ceiling discussions. I have neighbors coming up to me um, that are have known me for years, and, and they say, "Hey, I'm, I'm hearing this about Republicans," and, and I and I keep clearing it. So this is just a good opportunity, and I think last night was another good opportunity, uh, given the, the the reaction that the president saw from our side of the aisle when when he talked about this issue and misrepresented our position. The, the, and now I think it's clear the country knows where the, we stand. The timing of this is so funny because so Schweikert was on and we were, he had a video where he said he got David usually doesn't get pissed off on the floor but he got pissed off on the floor because someone from the media was talking about how Republicans want to kill Social Security and Medicare, right? And he's like and we were just having this whole thing. Well, who was it? Give me a name. Who said that, right? 
And then all of a sudden, Biden says, well, you know, the, our friends on the Republican Party want to sunset Social Security and Medicare. And this is where a lot of people, uh, uh, Republicans, were yelling back at him in the... And if you notice, he backed down pretty hard on it, or it went from the GOP, then a few of you, and then there's one of two of you, whatever. And I'm, so some people are like, oh, the lack of decorum. He needed to be called out on that. You just can't say crap like that on international television. It, it was, yeah, it was a straight up uh, a misrepresentation of our position. And I think it's just an effort from from the, the far left in this case to define and and uh, let people uh, lie to people about where Republicans stand on this. But it was it was a moment of clarity, I think. And, and even he said at some point, if I remember correctly, that, well, it looks like now that we uh, that we agree on this. We were never in, in uh, we were never in the position as Republicans to want to cut this. I've never been in any conversation that that has been discussed as a potential plan. So uh, I'm, I'm confident and proud of the position that we have on this. Now, there is wasteful spending in government. I mean, I don't think that's the other thing. I don't he didn't acknowledge this. And, and the fact that that you can't you can sit there and, and not acknowledge the fact that there is wasteful spending in government in other areas that, that don't include Social Security and Medicare is is outrageous. And there are areas where we can, you know, do a better job with with our finances. And that's what we're going to have to look at. So a friend of mine this morning was like, well, I can't believe there was all this, you know, there was lack of decorum and all this. But I said, look, the guy said that unlawful migration dropped 97% under his watch. Unbelievable. Right? <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, the, when we were sitting there, I, I was sitting in the, one of the back rows as, as a good freshman. You know? sure. But, uh, but I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking – did, did I mishear that? Because it, it, it's completely the opposite from what we're hearing uh, from people on the ground. I don't know if you saw a recent statement, which was also uh, he was quoted on the on a tweet here, the Tucson sector chief, where he said that uh, before he was calling this situation unprecedented. He'd never seen it before. He said, now I don't have an adjective to describe the situation. <laughs> Right. That's exactly what he said. And this guy's telling and, the country. There's people who don't know who heard him last night who went, oh, wow, those Republicans are yeah. liars. Lawful immigration. The president just said it's 97 percent no. down. No, talk to people. Talk to people in Cochise County. Talk to Sheriff Daniels. Talk to Border Patrol. Talk to uh, those working, uh, and, and, you know, the the fentanyl crisis. The, these are this is this is a, a real situation. And I talked about that. Uh, in terms of, of where Pima County stands on this and in, in terms of this being the leading cause of death. But you know what? Pima County is not alone in this. There are many counties and many places around the country, unfortunately, that, that this is a situation. So I'm, I'm going to talk to members that are not from border regions or, or not from uh, areas where you would expect this to be plaguing their communities. And everybody the, everybody's afraid of this. As a parent, you know, this is what keeps you up at night. So I've done the trip with uh, Biggs, and he takes freshmen down to the border, right? Freshmen Congress people, mm -hmm. and you just see their eyeballs are just like, what? You know, when you talk to Dan Bell at the Bell Ranch and the various people who have been down there for decades dealing with us, and they're like, what? And these are Republicans, right? And Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it's healthy and it's good for people to see uh, first, firsthand what's happening there because they can also see the balance between the security piece and and that people are, are you know live on the border we trade on the border we have tourism on the border we have um, back and forth 
uh, you know, just people going back and forth for transit purposes. So the, they can see the full picture of what the border looks like. I think when people don't see it, they have this idea that it's either uh, perfect with no issues or that, that it's a complete war zone. So it's, it's good for people to come see it, and, and, I'm, and I'm glad that it happens. Did, he, did, he, did this man say anything coherent about the effect of inflation, which, of course, he's telling you the, all the infrastructure and stimulus they did is amazing, but that's what's driving you know, most of the inflation going on right now, and, of course, fuel. Um, any, what, what, was, what was Joe's uh, solution to help the uh, working family that's getting crushed right now? Well, it, it looks like in his idea, raising taxes is the way to go. That's, <laughs> he talked about that at the beginning of the speech over and over again. And he gave multiple examples of taxes that he wants to uh, raise more and more up, which only hurts the pockets of people that are trying to afford uh, bread and milk right now. And you got you look at eggs. I mean, it looks like eggs are a luxury now for people to be able to buy. Uh, food is continuing to rise in cost and gas is still too expensive. So he, no, no plan for that except to raise taxes. And then, and then he goes off on uh, talking about um, the, the overregulation of businesses. Of, he's going to tell them what to do. Uh, it looks <laughs> like he wants to run their customer service department now. It's, <laughs> uh, so, again, now, now let me say that some areas that, that I, I do want to uh, work on and will continue to work on that I think there is, there is an opportunity here is with veterans. Um, I did like what he had to say about that, about tackling the issue of um, uh, veteran suicide rates. Are, they're extremely high, and, and one is too many. And this is a problem in our country. And, and I sit on the Veteran um, Affairs Committee, and this is one of the issues that we're going to be looking at. So hopefully here we can find some, some common ground and, and, and you know just put everything aside and, and focus on, on benefiting and helping our veterans. Now, again, so... The, the the concern for our veterans, which is definitely warranted, right? We've been talking about this one for at least 10 years or more, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, this is just like uh, John Stewart had this great montage of presidents who said we're going to get off of foreign oil, right? And it goes, it, it's every one since uh, Eisenhower if you if, uh, in the montage. You're like, you couldn't go further back than that, but we do. So when we talk about veterans, right, and you were doing this and with you know working with veterans and a little bit with you know when you're working with Doug, right? What 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 do we you know what do we, everyone says? Oh, we should do more wraparound services and things. We what, what what's something that we that you think is uh, kind of a low hanging fruit that we're not doing to help veterans possibly? What 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 are we missing here? Well, we're we're first of all, I think it's the the uh, the awareness of it. I think we need resources to help veterans with with health issues mental health issues with uh with resources for economic opportunity i think uh, re-entry programs are important this is this is all that that just at first hand that we know we had one meeting in the committee with uh veteran affairs on on the republican side we had a a small uh, just check-in meeting and uh, about half of more of the members are veterans and I'm learning a lot of what they, you know, the programs that are helpful to them and for them. Uh, at the state level, there were simple things like, um, actually, I'd like something that the governor would say that in, in, um, uh, for, for veterans and, and reentry on these programs, that was, that was key on the partnership between the federal government and, uh, and the state government. I think there's a lot that we can do together. So these are some of the things that, that I, I'm looking forward to looking at in Veteran Affairs and, and going from there. 
So talk before I let you go. Talk about the assault on the American dream because that's that's what I've been seeing. Right? Is we know that this country and you know we've talked about your personal story. Right? Is the best country on the planet that you can remake yourself, build yourself, and transform yourself into something better economically, educationally, and otherwise. Talk about what's going on right now in America that we need to get better at to to loosen up those those obstacles because all I see is nothing but obstacles for the American dream right now. Sure. I mean, only here in America can you have a story like, like mine. My parents moved here when I was a young kid, and I grew up here. You know the story. My, my dad drives a bus, and, um, and we learn English, go through the whole process, become citizens. And my, my dad says, now you're a member of Congress. You know, where else can this happen? And that's the American dream that it's not just in my story. There are millions of stories out there like this. Uh, but the, the, this this opportunity, this American dream concept is, is feeling more and more unattainable when people look at the, the high cost of things or the, uh, the college is unavailable or uh, they can't purchase a home because it's so expensive that, gosh, they can't even purchase the, the right food sometimes that they need. So all these things impact the ability for people to pursue their, their American dream. And, and let me be clear, when I talk about the American dream, it's not about financial success per se. It's you know, or, or only. It's, it's about being able to pursue what you want to go uh, do and be free to do that and, and, and be able to, to, uh, to pursue your happiness that way. It's not measured by dollars and cents. It's measured by what do you want to do. And, and that's what this country is great about. Just you want something, go up and get it. You know, go and, and, and get it done and fight for it. And if, and if you work hard enough, and in and, and my belief, if you have uh, the work ethic and the faith for it, uh, you'll get there. Yeah, but I think that's under attack because the more than the government grows and they run your business or they run your life or they run every aspect of your life, then then the, uh, your ability to pursue your own American dream just diminishes. And, and that's the attack on, on the American dream that I see. Uh, before I – no, I got one last question. So you had to record this thing yesterday, your response? Yes. How many takes did it did it take you to do it? How did it work? Come on, Chris. Why are you going to ask me that? <laughs> um, <laughs> if you like, because people want to know uh, that their elected officials are real human beings that struggle <laughs> oh, like they man. do. Well, <laughs> let, let's just say that it was a couple. All right, more, more than a couple. It, you know, it. But but it, um, it, it was more on the um, camera angle and that kind of stuff. I, I really did want to <laughs> sound real. I I wrote this thing. We. You know, my, my team obviously looked at it, and, and we, we worked on this together, but they, they didn't give me a script. They said, I, we just want you to, you know, you, you go ahead and, and express your own feelings on it. So it was very much mine. So if it sounded natural on the screen, it's because it, it really was mine. It was from my, my own brain and, and heart. So um, I hope people enjoyed it, and, and uh, we're, we're, I believe every word on there. So, Matt, Juan's a very uh, handsome man. Is there a bad camera angle on, on Juan Siscomani? No. <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> See, that's why I like being on with you guys. I should just do this every day. That's okay. That's, I, I get we You know, we, we want to do this on a regular basis. To, you know, a lot of our listeners know you pretty well, and uh, they want to follow along with your journey. And... Uh, in an unscripted way, so you know you're going to be on the on the on the high wire with D Simone for the next couple of years. Sorry, buddy. Well, well, I, un, unscripted is one good way to describe the conversations on this show with you guys, and, <laughs> I, and I like it. I think I like it. So. <laughs> All right, sir. Well, good job last night. Uh, Matt said you uh, he watched it live on Univision. Univision. Yeah. Good job, buddy. I was asleep, yeah. but you know. 
I watched it this morning, so good job. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks for the support. Um, uh, hello to, to all the listeners. I'll be home for two weeks. I'm going back on Thursday, tomorrow, and then uh, we're actually on break here from, from a session for two weeks. So you, you all be seeing me around quite a bit in the next couple of weeks in, in uh, southern Arizona. All right. Stop by f- uh, for some radio, and then we'll go for some pozole up at our place. Can't wait, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, amigo. Have a good day. Juan Siscomani, U.S. Congressman, CD6. So a listener, Ginger, just sent me. I got to watch it. I didn't realize someone else uh, that works for Pima County. I said, uh, Adelitist. They like Agravita, putting the word aggravating together with Adelita. But um, she does a uh, video. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She does a video uh, update of what happened at the Board of Soups meeting. That's some goofy music. So I got, I'm going to watch it. Maybe around 8.30, we might have a Mystery Science Theater watching of the Adelita Grijalva recap okay. of the meeting. All right. In the not-too-distant future. All right, 6.50 in the morning. Here we go. A little Gershwin opera for you kids. Little Porgy and Bass, summertime. Wake up, Tucson, 10.30. Shock Jock Radio. Ironically, we play the opera, NPR, they're just talking. So what do you know? <laughs> Who M- knew? NPR, what a bunch of hacks. Lakshmi Singh. I eat her news broadcast for lunch. Wake up, Tucson. Good times. Good times. <laughs> Shweaty. I have, I have a bump request. Can you start it from the beginning, please? Just drag it right to the beginning. It's the best beginning of, of, of a rock song possibly uh, in a long time. It's definitely in the top. Uh, bum, 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 Just didn't hear that part because it was uh, underneath um, America in the Morning. It was, underneath, it was underneath John Trout as he was, he walked the song up for us. John Trout did. And he ruined it. Thanks, John Trout. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. We got a few minutes before uh, Mike Volante comes back, uh, calling in from Rhode Island. How you doing, Volante? But he's with Gino the Squirrel. Uh, he'll be back talking. He he's going to do a actual analysis. Back of what- from his uh, searching trip at Lake Mead. So. <laughs> Looking for his uncle, Vinny. Um, Ricky Garcia. Ricky the. Go- the- so this is the guy who uh, is now, he got arrested, uh, kicked out of the Pima County Sheriff's Department for, according to the Arizona Republic reporting, uh, looks like he was trying to do not so great things with a fellow officer at a party in December where she was knocked out from alcohol or other things. But wait, there's, there's more. more. Uh, now he, what, we had a, a hit and run with him. Is that what they're saying? Correct. Oh, my Lord. So Ricky has now got arrested again. Uh, a, a hit and run that involved the vehicle uh, registered to Ricky Garcia. Some call it a fender bender. It happened in a parking lot of a convenience store on Cotero Farms in Thornydale over the weekend. Uh, it's all on surveillance video. He backed into a vehicle into the in the parking lot and then fled. <laughs> Ricky's not having a good uh, good run here, as we like to say. Just not having a good run. <laughs> uh, oh, my Lord. So much stuff today. 
Uh, oh, Studwell sent me this. He's on something where you get the word of the day, right? It's kind of like just to help you, you know, like that vocabulary thing. Sure. The word of the day yesterday was snollyguster. The word is snollyguster. <laughs> Matt, it's a noun. I feel like the kid in uh, the the. the uh, it isn't a word. <laughs> I feel like the kid at the spelling bee telling, asking that guy Cameron, the guy gives, gives him the word. What's the country of origin? Can you use that in a sentence? Uh, anyway, so here it is. It's announced someone, especially a politician, who acts for personal gain instead of consistent, respectable principles. Wow, there's some relevancy there. <laughs> Uh, holidays today. First of all, it's National Opera Day. So, it's my grant. Wow. Did you say holiday or? Oh, no, not holidays. Holiday. Got it. It's Opera Day. It's Boy Scouts Day. Good work for all you Boy Scouts. My brother was a Boy Scout. Um, I, of course, was never a Boy Scout. They, they wouldn't. They, <laughs> they didn't want me in the ranks, trust me. Uh, my buddy Joe uh, McMahon, uh, known him since Skinner, he's Eagle Scout, Mr. Scout. All of his kids are in Scouts. Do it up. National Molasses Bar Day, National Kite Flying Day, and uh, it's Laugh and Get Rich Day. So, goes to my boy Chuck Huckleberry, Laugh and Get Rich. God bless you. So, all right, when we come back, Volante will be here. Isn't that the the uh, that uh, the the ship in Thunderball, the Disco Volante? Maybe, or it was the car that Kelly Bundy was pushing and uh, <laughs> married with children. The new Volante. <sighs> That's true. Uh, so anyway, uh, remember on Friday, uh, Brad from Solidarity, Chris from Solidarity, Rocco Super Bowl party for Food Friday. All right. Uh, Mark's going to do top ten Sally Field movies. So all three, I mean, three of those really? are going to be smoking, mean, okay. smoking the band of movies. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we've moved up from Polly Shore. That was your subject yesterday. So thank you. And then Goldwater will be here to spike the football uh, <laughs> right. on uh, the Super Bowl in the city of Phoenix. <laughs> nice, nice uh, tie in there. You know that one was an e- that was an easy one. Just like saying Tucson, tell the world you're the Mexican food capital of the United States. Stop being so stupid. It's right there. It's sitting right in front of you. Just do it. Do it.